0: i going to talk about dedicating your child to God. Let me ask you a question: That is, have you ever given your child back to the Lord, back to God? Some of you may be thinking that, uh, well, I'd like to give him back, but I didn't think God had a return policy. <laughs> um, you know that um, besides, I didn't keep the receipt. So what do I do? You know, but uh, the truth is, there is not a parent uh, here that hasn't, uh, at least at some time had days or maybe weeks where they wouldn't have liked to have packaged up the child and taken them back to God's customer service counter and demanded a refund. Um, One pastor wrote that uh, when first married, my wife and I had three theories on raising children. Now we have three children and no theories. He said again that uh, his son Jacob, Came to his mom to ask, uh, you know, mom, what would you like for your birthday this year? And she said, I would like three well-behaved children, to which Jacob said, well, then you'd have six kids. You know, so. I'm, not, uh, I'm not suggesting that we return our children to God to try to get our money back. What I'm asking is, have you ever really recognized your children as a precious gift from God? Uh, that they belong ultimately they belong always to him first have you realized uh, ownership of your children uh, to God understanding that God is responsible for the way in which they were designed and he already knows the plan the purpose for their future have you realized that God has left it up to you to show them his way God has always been asking us to put many things on the altar to to give back to him, and we'll see today that he is asking each parent, and in many cases grandparents as well, to bring their children, to offer them back to God. There's many examples of parents in scripture that have brought their children to God, given them back. We'll just mention two here before we get into the message. We all know the classic example of, 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 of Hannah, when she brought her son Samuel, the one that she had prayed for for a very long time, presented him to God, handing young Samuel over to Eli the priest. It was in 1 Samuel 1:27 and 28, where it says, for this child I prayed, and the Lord hath given me my petition, which I ask of him. Verse 28 says, therefore also I have lent him to the Lord, as long as he liveth, he shall be lent to the Lord. Another example, of course, you remember Mary and Joseph, that they brought the infant child Jesus to the temple following a circumcision on the eighth day. They brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. But the example of a parent surrendering their child to God that I want us to read about today is that of Abraham offering Isaac on Mount Moriah. Now, I know that there's a lot of theological and and, and, and dispensational and, and prophetic issues at play here. But today, though, let's, let's see Abraham just as a loving parent obeying his God. All right, So let's see what God would have to say to us about dedicating our children to the Lord. If you're in Genesis 22, find verse 1. We'll read down to verse 13. Verse 1 says, And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt or test Abraham and said unto him, Abraham, and he said, Behold, here I am. And he said, Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into a land of Moriah and offer him there for a burnt offering uh, upon one of the mountains which I will tell thee of. And Abraham rose up early in the morning and saddled his ass and took two of his young men with him, and Isaac his son. And clave the wood for the burnt offering and rose up and went into the place of which God had told him. And on the third day Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. Verse 5 says, And Abraham uh, said unto his uh, young men, Abide ye here with the ass, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac his son. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and they went both of them together. And Isaac spake unto Abraham his father and said, My father, and he said, Here I am, my son. And he said, Behold the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went both of them together. Verse 9 says, And they came into the place which God told them of, and Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand, took a knife to slay his son. The angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he says, here am I. And he said, lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do thou uh, anything unto him, for now I know that thou fearest God, uh, seeing that thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked and behold, a ram caught in a thicket, by his horns, and Abraham went and uh, went and took the ram, and offered him for a burnt offering, uh, in the stead of his son. Now, Abraham literally, totally, irrevocably uh, gave Isaac back to God. Now, that had to be hard. That had to be painful uh after all abraham loved isaac verse 2 says take thy son thine only son whom thou loves and sacrifice him remember isaac had been the miracle child he was born when sarah was 90 and abraham was a hundred years old i mean can you even put yourself in abraham's place the incomprehensible pain for abraham to strap his dear son onto the altar stack the wood and raise the knife um I don't know if I could do that if God asked me to do that. But I mean, I suppose that, that, that God supplies the grace to obey when it's needed. But, you know, in, in a very real sense, uh, I, I had to do that, at least figuratively, with both my precious daughters. We, we had to give them back to God. You know, the best thing Abraham ever did for Isaac was to obey God, and in this case, surrendering back to God. Had Abraham refused to give Isaac back to God, he would have forfeited God's promises and blessings for Isaac. Isaac would have lived and died in obscurity, a nomad, a nobody. Look, Abraham was, was not a perfect parent. He was not a perfect man. He was not a perfect husband. He was not a perfect father. He made glaring mistakes, and parents make glaring mistakes. Maybe because they were hurt by their parents or they were never shown or taught how to be a good parent. And you may think that all your parents were good at was being a good example of a bad example. Uh, But you know, it's amazing how your perspective on parents change once you become a parent. Abraham made some mistakes, at least though, at least here he obeyed God. And because Abraham obeyed God and gave Isaac back to God, Isaac received the fullness of God's blessings and the promise that God had for him. Isaac became a wealthy man. He became the forefather of, 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 of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Isaac's life still has impact because it is still uh, Jesus is still saving people today thousands of years after Abraham was obedient here. And so you and I need to learn from Abraham today. If we refuse and fail to give our children back to God, we may very well be forfeiting God's blessing and purpose for their lives. And, and when we entrust our children back to God, we secure for them uh, the blessings of God and, and, and the plans of God for their life. So let's look at four things, four, four elements of uh, giving our children back to God, of dedicating our children to God. Number one, dedicating your child to God is a confirmation. It's a confirmation of your love for God. The first thing you are saying when you dedicate that child to the Lord is simply this, that you love God even more than you love that child. Now that child is the most precious possession, but don't allow them to take the place of God. You're saying, I love you, child. I love you so much that I want the very best for you. And if that means giving you to God, I'll do it. If that means spanking you, I'll do it. If that means giving you limitations, holding the line, changing my life for your benefit, whatever it takes, that's what I'll do. This is exactly what Abraham proved by his willingness to offer Isaac. He was demonstrating That his love and fear for God were supreme in his life above everything else. He was demonstrating that his love and fear for God was above his love for the child. Now Abraham loved God above this most prized treasure. He loved God more than he loved Isaac. Your children need to see that they are not the most important person in the room. Your children need to understand that. Your children need to see that nothing comes between you and the Lord. This is how you teach them what loving God looks like. In Matthew chapter 10 verse 37 it says, He that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. He that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Dedicating our children to God is a confirmation of our love for God. Secondly, dedicating your children to God is a clarification. It's a clarification of ownership. When you dedicate your child to God, you are openly declaring this, that the child is a gift from God, that this child does not really necessarily belong to you. The child belongs to God. You have the privilege. You have the the responsibility to love and train this child, but the child belongs to God. I mean, was this not what had to be on Abraham's mind when he lay Isaac on the altar? I mean, was he not saying, Lord, this, this young man belongs to you, doesn't belong to me? You do with him as you please, he is yours. Listen, uh, children, we, we get them on loan, all right? They, they are loaned to us. Uh, they belong to God. They are precious. They are precious gifts from God to us. Psalm 127, verse 3 says, Lo, children are an heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. And We need to be careful how we treat and care for what belongs to God. But you know, as as parents, you know, you will make mistakes. There will be days that you hate yourself for what you have said or done concerning the child. You will need to be strong enough to apologize. You'll need to be strong enough to ask forgiveness from the child. It's a weak parent. It's a weak parent that will not humble themselves and say so sorry. And on those days when you might question God's wisdom for giving a child to to the likes of you, please, please remember the grace and mercy of God that is greater than all your sin. Please remember that there has ever, only ever, been one perfect parent, and that is God Himself. And while you want to strive to be the best parent you can be to the glory of God, please accept the grace of God in your occasional failures, just as you would want that child to accept God's grace in their failures. It's not only a confirmation of love. It's not only a clarification of ownership. But dedicating your child to God is a commitment to raise your child the way God says raise a child. Ephesians 6.4 says uh, that we're to bring up children in the nurture. That's the teaching, the training, the discipline, and the admonition or the instruction of the Lord. Listen, dedicating your child to God, it's, it's not just a ceremony. It is a commitment. It's a commitment that you uh, are going to, 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 to be a godly parent. And, and really, this is a, at, at the end of the service, we'll, we'll see this is more of a parent dedication than necessarily a child dedication. It requires getting right and staying right with God. It says that you're going to teach your child of Christ because they will need to be saved that you're going to keep the child in church, that you're going to love this child, even if loving them means disciplining them and letting God discipline you. It means that, that you're going to pray for this child, that you're going to train this child, that you're going to stay married for this child, that you're going to, to make your home a holy place, that you're going to put away worldliness, that you're going to live a righteous life. So I think some people see a baby dedication as, as kind of a magic ceremony. So maybe as a guarantee of a child's eventual salvation or that God would give them a triple complement of guardian angels, which, you know, raising boys, I, I raised daughters, so I didn't deal with this too much, but raising boys, they need all the guardian angels they can get, right? Yeah. But let me tell you that the dedication like this means nothing. It means Zero if parents are not going to make a sincere lifelong commitment to raise this child the way God wants a child raised. I like what Joshua told the children of Israel as they settled into their new home, the promised land. Joshua 24, verses 14 and 15 says, Now therefore fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth and put away the gods which your fathers served and serve ye the Lord. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom ye will serve. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. The child dedication is saying that I want my family to turn out right, so as a parent I'm going to begin to lead them right. And that's the kind of commitment that God is looking for in parents today. The commitment to raise, them, ch- raise the children, raise them in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. So it's not only a confirmation of love, it's not only a clarification of ownership or a commitment raising the child the way the Lord says. But dedicating your children to God is a claiming of God's blessings and promises for that child's life. Isaac inherited God's blessings, his protection, his promises, because his dad, Abraham, obeyed god and gave him back to him your children are blessed by your obedience to god and they are after a manner cursed for your disobedience to god i mean yes they have their own will but you stack the odds in their favor or you stack the odds against them by the way you as parents live as you obey God with your life, and as you dedicate that child to God, you are posturing that child to receive God's blessings through your own obedience. We know Proverbs 22, six: Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he'll not depart from it. That's a principle and a warning. Literally translated, it, it would read, Train up a child in the way of the child. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Meaning you can raise the child the way the Lord wants, or you can raise the child the way the child wants. How how wise are children? Do they know what is best for them? Do they have the knowledge and life experience to make the best God-honoring decisions? No. They would have ice cream for breakfast. They would have candy for supper, and they wouldn't take a bath no matter how bad they stunk. If you raise a child the way the child wants to be raised, you will lay the foundation for disaster. But if you raise him the way God wants him raised, you're laying the foundation for blessings from God throughout his life. So this is what it means to dedicate your children to God that it is a confirmation of your supreme love to Christ it is a clarification of ownership that God owns that child it is a commitment to raise that child under the leadership of the Lord Jesus Christ and it is a claiming of God's blessings, of God's promises for that child's life. And this is exactly what transpired when Abraham took Isaac up to Mount Moriah and laid him on the altar to give him to God. Abraham was clarifying uh, some things here. He was confirming his love and fear of Jehovah. He was, he was clarifying that, that though God had given Isaac to him after waiting for so long that Isaac belonged to God. Abraham was committing to be a godly parent that obeyed God, and he was claiming all of the blessings and promises for Isaac. Now look, perhaps you've, you've picked up on this, that, that a baby dedication, again, is not so much for the baby as it is for the parents. The baby still must grow up. The baby still must submit to the word of God. He still must trust Jesus for himself for salvation. But these young parents that are going to be coming up here in just a moment, though they are making a commitment before the Lord, before you as witnesses, to do all they can by God's power, by God's enabling to raise their child with every spiritual advantage. Now at this time, Corey, Juliet, if you can make your way up here. Uh, kind of take a seat right up here, right next to Chase. Um, you're you're going to behave yourself, right? Don't 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 pinch the baby. Yeah. Okay, we know that that God delights in children. He takes great pleasure in them. Children are in reality gifts. We've already touched on this. Uh, from Psalm 127, verse 3, that children are a heritage of the Lord. He's a reward to parents. And as believers, we are called to recognize that children belong first and foremost to God. God, in His goodness, gives children as gifts. They are gifts from God. They not only have the uh, awesome responsibility of caring for this gift, but also the wonderful privilege. Of enjoying them hey buddy because children belong to God and are given by grace as gifts to parents it's only proper it's only appropriate that the children be dedicated back to God as we mentioned before we're told in 1st Samuel 1 that Hannah presented her son Samuel in Luke 2 we're told that Mary and Joseph presented Jesus in the temple uh, in the same way today Corey and Juliet are bringing John, presenting him first, presenting first themselves, and then then little John to the Lord, as is going to be witnessed by you. Corey and Juliet, I want to call your attention to the commands of God recorded in in Deuteronomy chapter six, verses four through seven. It says, "Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart." with all thy soul, with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children. And thou shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. Corey and Juliet, we want to encourage you today to continue to love God with every fiber and every part of your being with all your energy and to teach John to do the same. And As you love God, as you love one another, you will model before John a wonderful love for God that he will want and need for himself. Corey, Juliet, I'd like you to come and stand up here, please. And Corey, if you could, uh, if he'll let you, (laughs) if you can get him away from mom for just a minute. By coming forward before God and his people, do you hereby declare your desire to dedicate yourselves and your child, John, to the Lord? And if you do, please respond by saying, We do. Having come freely, I ask you now to enter into the following commitment in the presence of God and his people so that your child may one day walk in the abundant life that Jesus offers. Do you, Corey and Juliet, vow by God's help and in partnership with this church to provide John a Christian home of love and peace, to raise him in the truth of the Lord's instruction and discipline, to encourage him one day to trust Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, And if you do, please respond by saying we do. And now, church, this is a joint effort. So I'm going to have you stand for just a moment. Now, church, having come freely, I ask you now to make the following commitment to this family who stands before you today. So that their child may walk in the abundant life that Christ offers, do you vow by God's help, to be faithful in your calling as members of Northland Bible Church, to help these parents, to be faithful to God, to help them teach and train their child in the ways of the Lord so that he might one day trust him as Savior and Lord. And if you accept this responsibility, please respond by saying we do. Amen. Please be seated. Mom can take him back if she needs to. bow with me if you would hey little buddy how you doing we're almost done okay hang in there yeah you hang in there bow with me if you would for a dedication prayer our father we want to thank you for being our father our perfect parent and we thank you for this treasured child that you have given to Corey and juliet and although you have entrusted this child to them as a gift They know that John belongs to you. Like Hannah offered Samuel, they dedicate their child to you, Lord. They they recognize that he is always in your care. Father, help them as parents with their weakness, with their imperfections. Please give them the strength and godly wisdom to raise this child according to your word. Father, please supply supernaturally what they lack. And please keep John walking in the path that leads to eternal life. We know it's a decision that he will need to make on his own. But we pray that you would draw him. Help him to overcome the temptations of this world and the sin that would so easily entangle him. Father, please guide them by your Holy Spirit. I pray that you lead, guide, and counsel John. I pray that you assist him to grow in wisdom and stature and grace and in knowledge and in kindness and compassion and love. And Father, we pray that John would serve you faithfully with his whole heart devoted to you all the days of his life. I pray, Father, that he would discover the joy of your presence because of his relationship with you through through your son, Jesus Christ. And Father, I pray that you'll help Corey and Juliet never to hold on too tightly, but yet not neglect their responsibilities as parents. Father, we pray that their commitment to raise John for your glory will cause his life to be forever a testimony of your faithfulness. For it's in Jesus' name and in his authority we pray. Amen. And we do have, as a church, a little, a little kind of first Bible for, for little John. We do have a certificate of dedication for him. And if Buddy doesn't get a hold of it, <laughs> it's a little blanket with his name embroidered on there, just as a remembrance for him. And thank you, guys. You can, you can have a seat now. Yes, by all means, by all means. All right, We have one more closing song um, that Mike and Luanna, if you can come up. It's Jesus Loves the Little Children. At the end of this song, we don't need to close in prayer. We'll be dismissed. And then we'll go on to our, our lunch hour. So. If you would, Jesus loves the little children, red and yellow, black and white.